0: Helena's place. It wasn't very far, but the streets were cleaner and the houses were bigger, with such luxuries as driveways and front yards. Almost every home had an extra car parked in the street, almost none of which looked to be second-hand. The houses themselves were clean and well-maintained, with lit house numbers and manicured lawns. Jonathan was full of energy. I was glad Helena liked him so much and hoped his enthusiasm wouldn't make him too much of a handful. As we stepped on her porch, I sent Helena a text message to let her know we'd arrived. Better than waking up her husband and kids with the doorbell. All right, John. I knelt to look my boy in the eyes. What did we discuss about the hammer? Mionia is for hitting bad guys. Okay, and how many bad guys are there at Aunt Helena's? None, he answered with only a touch of disappointment. That's right, so don't hit anyone with that thing. When the door opened, I came face to face with a better life. Helena was so many things I wasn't. Blonde and voluptuous, well-settled and happy. Her existence was in order to a degree mine would probably never reach. Mostly, though, she was satisfied. Things had worked out for her. Charles, her husband, took care of her and their two girls while she pursued her career working from home. Good morning, she said with a strained but pleasant voice. Hey there. What do we have here? Are you some kind of superhero? I'm Thor. I bet you are, Helena answered, ruffling my boy's hair. You know the drill, little man. Nap time until seven, okay? Okay, Jonathan answered, before kissing me, shutting his sneakers and running in. You be good. He's always good, Helena said, smiling at me as she leaned on her doorframe and tightened her heavy robe around her bare neck. What about you, Mel? Same old, I guess. You can't keep doing this, you know. I know, I said. I'll try to find some other arrangement, but it's not easy. Helena gave me a sympathetic smile before breaking into a yawn. It wasn't fair. It wasn't fair to her, and it wasn't fair to Jonathan, or even Charles and the girls. But what else could I do? You'll be fine, and you know I'll always be happy to take John when you need me to, Sometimes I wonder if you don't need a bit of a kick in the butt. I bit my lip. A kick in the butt? She made it sound like I enjoyed waking up before dawn every morning, working six days a week, and having to beg for favors from friends just to be able to offer my son the semblance of a normal life. It's so easy to pontificate when your life is perfect. I wanted to tell her that. I wanted to shove it in her face how unfair her comment was. But I bit my lip, and I took the blow. Ask for a day shift, even if it's a desk job, just until you can put John in daycare or something, or find something else for a little while. I'm saying this as much for you as I am for him. She looked genuinely concerned. You look like you're a million years old. And I felt even older than that. Had I always felt this ancient? Had I simply forgotten how it felt not being exhausted? I had never been this worn out. Maybe you're right. Maybe a change of careers might not be such a bad idea, I admitted. Didn't you say Charles was looking for a new secretary? Tut-tut, last time Charles had a female secretary, he ended up marrying her. She pointed a finger to herself. I'm afraid this is a male-only position now. We both laughed a little. She was even perfect at comforting me, damn her. I'll ask to be transferred to a desk job or dispatch, I'll ask today. It's not my preferred career path, but what it lacks in glamour it makes up for and how good it would be for John. She was even perfect at raising my kid. I was in a foul mood when I got to the station. The lack of sleep, combined with Helena's polite but depressing assessment of my situation, had stripped me of all my good cheer from earlier that morning. Ours was a pretty small precinct, with maybe two dozen officers and support staff, Just enough to serve our small suburban community within the limited budget awarded to us by the municipality. Everyone there knew everyone else. And while I couldn't say we were all friends, we remained a relatively tight-knit group. On the other hand, what we had in conviviality, we paid for in lack of flexibility and career opportunities. People didn't quit or transfer out of the station very often, nor did we see many retirements. It was a great place to have a mid-level position but a lot less attractive for someone seeking advancement or even just a better shift.